so so what i was saying was as christians we tend to uh, get into this uh, kind of a churchy mode you know it's like and because we have this christian background uh, we are always into that thing of you know using biblical jargon righteousness grace and you know justification sanctification rapture and this that the other and all that and most of the time what we find is that all these things have become like another club where we are learning stuff which is not helping us live our life to the fullest and that apart helping us live our life to the fullest we it does not give us a first hand experience or first hand perspective of who god is all we are doing is studying the bible and that's a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's really it's a good thing you study the bible right but the bible is not god himself the bible is not the father the bible is not jesus right a lot of us have come from this uh, conflicted mindset uh, thinking that oh you know the bible is the word of god but bible is not the word of god nowhere does it say that the bible is the word of god right the bible is an account of uh, people who have experienced god first hand and it is supposed to motivate us to experience god first hand so i'm not saying that you know we should be reading the bible and trying to experience god by what we read no you will never be experience god by what we read you know it's like if you're married and your wife says you know it's like uh, yeah this is my bio data this is everything you need to know about me and you know you read this if you want to have a relationship with me what will that relationship work out will that marriage work out if you are spending time if you are if you are building a relationship with your wife or your husband on the basis of some bio data that you have about her this is this is who i am you get to know who i am through this through through this autobiography of of me what kind of a relationship do you think that's going to be right least of all god he's not going to give us uh, an experience of himself by saying here's my autobiography here's my here's the bible everything you need to know is in the bible this is who i am do you think god does that i mean if you had to think like a logical person do you think god does that it doesn't make sense god will not give you a handbook of this is who god is no adam did not get a handbook saying you know it's like i'm god you know this is who i am now fall in line no he built a relationship with god cain and abel built a relationship with god from there on all the patriarchs they built a relationship with god how did they build a relationship with god first hand abraham built a solid first hand relationship with god through experience moses david these guys did not sit and read some bible or scripture or something like that to get to know god no they had a first hand experience so for you and me we are called to live through a first hand experience of who father god is and he wants that now again i'm not saying don't read the bible but the bible is not your relationship with god reading the bible is not going to give you a first hand experience of how does god feel about you like for example if i come and tell you uh, you know uh, if i come and tell you hey you know what uh, mark surely really loves you you know it's, and uh, she's uh, she's head over heels over you you know and she's a really good cook she can cook amazing food now tell me something do you think you can taste that food just because i'm saying surely is a great cook you have to taste the food for yourself you have to get into a relationship with her for yourself i mean you are in a relationship with her and now you know that okay fine this is her i i have a relationship with my wife and she's an awesome person so a relationship okay is a first hand experience god is not going to say god is omnipotent he is love he is peace he is joy but i can't feel any of those things that does not make sense right just reading about it is not going to give you a first hand experience of who god is so and it's not difficult see the thing is this christianity has made god really difficult to approach and on that note let me also tell you christianity okay is just another religion god does not want us to be living in christianity jesus did not come to start christianity he came to restore a relationship back with father god he came to restore that first hand experiential relationship with father god what we are trying to do okay as so called christians by the way there's no such thing as a christian okay 
we are we we just go with the flow you know like a herd mentality saying that you know i'm a christian and the moment you say i'm a christian you fall into another religious category jesus didn't come to start some christianity or some christian religion he came to bring us into uh, an experiential relationship about the father how did he do that he spent time with people he spent time with the disciples he spent time with people he had a relationship with them and he said if you have seen me you have seen the father do as i have done unto you right remember what we were discussing in the beginning as far as god was concerned it was about i am or rather you are me in this world you are me living as you in this world in other words you have your own identity but you are a manifestation of who i am you are me in the form of uh, uh meenu in the form of prajwal in the form of shilpa you are father god jesus came that's what he said right you've seen me i am the father now the father is still the father i'm not saying that you are the father you can't replace the father okay you can't replace jesus so you are not jesus himself but you are a perfect manifestation of him exactly as he is right in one john uh, in john john records it in one john 417 it says that exactly as he is so are you now here in this world not when you so you know die and go to heaven and uh, stuff like that no you are exactly as he is now now come into awareness of who god made you to be because that's who you are so you are there, there is no christianity okay you need to the moment you start start sinking into that trend of you know oh i am a christian now and you know it's like i am i follow christianity i i follow uh, the christ and stuff like that you start putting yourself into the mold of some uh, framework of a religious box and you don't want to go and sit in that box because that box is just a bunch of rules that tells you how to behave it's a bunch of regulations that tell you how to live your life the only person who should be telling you how to live your life is father god and jesus and how does he tell you how to live your life not by you know a bunch of rules saying you know i am the father this is how i behave so you have to behave like this i am the father i am good i am holy i don't do bad things so you should also do the same thing he doesn't do that the relationship changes us you understand it's like i used to be a very uh, what would you say different minded person like weird minded person but then i met my wife okay uh, then i met karishma and then she became my wife and i found that after after uh, i met my wife my personality started changing the way i start uh, speaking started changing the way i behave started changing everything started changing because of the relationship that i had with my wife because she was the she was the go to she was the only person in my life that i found dear and you know it's like precious and someone who i could you know uh, sort of look up to you know that way so the relationship first hand experience of a relationship changes everything so don't think that by you know by going into a religious kind of a, a box or a religious kind of a mindset you know it's like now i've uh, come to a church so i have to do everything that the church is saying to do that's not the way god wants us to live the moment you get to know the person of who god is you immediately immediately your life starts changing suddenly you start becoming more powerful not that you were not powerful but you started you start realizing how powerful you are and you start living with that confidence because i know father god and because i know i'm in him because i because he is so awesome and so glorious and because he is so close to me because that relationship is so you know so in such oneness i'm invincible i'm indestructible it changes the way you think you know why because god does not do things from the outside in he's not doing things like how for example if you if you really want to change uh, the the way you're thinking or you want to change your, you know your let's say for example you want to become a chef right if you want to become a chef you'll basically start going to a culinary school you'll uh, you you learn the ingredients you learn how to cook and everything and you learn all the arts from the outside and then you will start internalizing it and then you'll start doing it but as far as god is concerned father god and jesus is concerned they don't do things from the outside in they do things from the inside out in other words the relationship starts touching you from the heart in other words the very core of your being your personality starts changing from the inside out 
not like a behavioral thing from the outside in. You're not brainwashed outside in, right? The relationship, you, you start doing things. Why? Because of the passion that you have because of the relationship. It starts, it starts working inside out, inwards out. You know, I used to always think, you know, uh, or rather this is what I was given to believe. If, if you read the Bible, read the Bible, and then whatever you, uh, whatever you read, right, it has to get here first, and then it will sink into your heart. And for the longest time, that was, that's what I used to believe. But it, I started realizing after I grew in relationship with Father God, that it actually is the other way around. It's already there. The Holy Spirit is already inside me. The Holy Spirit is already with me. He's already one with me. Father God is already one with me. In other words, with you and I, you and I, he's already one with us. So that oneness is supposed to work. And our brain, remember the last time I was sharing with you about the brain and the mind and everything, how the, how the conscious, the subconscious and the unconscious mind works along with our conscience. In the same way, that Father God who's already inside me starts working inside me and it, it, my brain starts catching up to who I truly am because of that relationship. My brain catches up to it. In other words, my physical life starts becoming a, a result, a byproduct of that relationship. It's the way it is designed. I don't know if uh, the last okay. time- Okay, here's what I found. Oh, that is Siri, I'm sorry. So the, the we were discussing the last time, I don't know whether I, uh, I shared it with you or what, but the whole point of, uh, why Father God gave us, you know, uh, the, the relationship in the garden, right? Why was Adam, uh, why did God have a relationship with Adam in the garden? And that was supposed to be a life that manifested from him that would govern all of creation. In other words, the relationship that he had was supposed to be the source of his power and governance over the rest of creation. The process is still the same. It has not changed, Right. So you, if you and I want to be successful, if we want to be this kind of, you know, this, this person of power, the son of God that we are, it will only happen from the inside out. In other words, you know who you are. You realize the power and the glory that you have. You realize who you are to the father. And that changes the way you live, the, the way you do things, the decisions you make, the, you know, uh, the, the life altering, uh, you know, uh, the, the walk that you walk in this world, right? Everything that you see, whether you're going to accept it, whether you're going to reject it, whatever is whatever comes your way from the world starts getting influenced by who you know that you are. Your identity changes inward out. So John chapter uh, 1 and verse 12. And I like, the, I like how John had such a relationship, a powerful relationship with Father God. And uh, his relationship with God was the basis of everything that he did, the way he lived, what he spoke, right? In one, in uh, sorry, not one. In John chapter one, verse twelve, he said that uh, the you and I, okay, he gave us the power to become the authority and the right to become sons of God. All those who believe in Him, you and I, have the power, the authority, and the privilege to become sons of God. Now, does that mean that we were not sons of God before? No. Because it says in Hebrews that he came to bring many sons into glory. In other words, we were already sons. He is bringing us into a mindset of this glorified state of existence that we are already designed and called to live. So, I mean, you and I, we are already in this place. There is nothing wrong with you. Okay. The world keeps saying, you know, how you have an advertisements, you know, it's like you keep on getting bombarded in Facebook and the media, the billboards, the hoardings, TV, news, movies. They, you, you're always hearing these, this, this media telling you there's something wrong with you. You're lacking something. This is what you need. You need this. This will complete you. When as a son, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Absolutely nothing wrong with you. The reason why you think or you react or you do things is because you have been hearing it all your life or rather uh, through whatever channels and you know mediums that are, that are out there, always telling you that you are lacking this. You are, this, is, this is a deficiency in you. You need this, then you will become powerful, then you become stronger, then your life will be complete and all these kind of things. And we keep hearing it. And the more we keep hearing it, the more we keep acknowledging it. You know? For example, uh, I wanted a phone, right? 
and uh, the first the first uh, phone that i got was a samsung i went i stuck with samsung for a really long time then i decided i'll try an iphone and the iphone uh, my first iphone iphone 5s or something like that and after that i felt you know it's like wow the iphone is a great experience yeah so i started i i decided you know i really wanted the next iphone every year iphone uh, apple keeps on coming out with this new iphone i need the new iphone i need the new iphone so right all the way from 2014 i've been like you know i need the new iphone i need the new iphone this is so much better than the previous one and there was nothing wrong with my phone the phone was great but as far as i was concerned no is a new iphone is like you know it's like it's much better this is suddenly i started finding flaws in this phone it's not that great you know it's like doesn't have this feature that feature and all that but the new phone the new phone is like the best iphone ever they always keep saying in the wwdc this is the best iphone ever ever they ever made so i was like yeah 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 this is the best iphone they ever made you know it's like because it has this feature and my old iphone doesn't have this kind of thing you know so i kept on going in that mindset but then you know i always ground myself and it's like do i really need it i mean this phone is functioning fine I like this phone, and it served me well. And it's not just serving me well; it's serving me well right now. And I don't need that, you know. It's like extra camera in the phone, and now they have three cameras in the phone, and then the next year they'll have four cameras in the phone. I'm like, I don't need to use one camera to the fullest, to the to the you know, it's like to the max. So why do I need four cameras? You know. Anyways, point is, the world is always, you know, shoving this down our throat that you don't have enough. You're not good enough. You don't. You're you're not complete until you get this. and it the the psychological impact that it has is not the fact that you know it's media products it has nothing to do with the iphone or the small little items it's going into your conscience it's going into your subconscious and and it's causing a thought process of deficiency and lack and inadequacy it's not about the product it's not about that you need this product or that product the product is okay fine chalo go get the new iphone no problem go get the new uh, television it's fine you'll never be uh, i mean it's not a bad thing to get a new iphone or a new tv or whatever it is the point is the impact it is having on your on your mind when you start thinking yeah i need this because this is not good enough and this is you know it's like uh, there's something wrong with this or that it in the in the back of your mind it's creating a mindset of inadequacy or deficiency now it's not it's not like this loud thing that is in your conscious mind i'm not saying that uh, you know it's like this big conspiracy theory and all that no i'm not saying all that what i am trying to say is that the moment you start thinking i need this because i don't have you're already programming yourself to think that you are you uh, yeah, there's a shortcoming in your life or there's some sort of inadequacy or there's some sort of a lack and that you are not complete jesus didn't come okay to make uh, to give us a sense of inadequacy he came to say you are complete in every way now start manifesting that complete reality that you were created in right colossians chapter 2 uh, uh, colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 right paul see the thing is the thing about i like about paul is that you know he recognized these things early on because he spent so much time with jesus here's the deal okay he didn't go copying scripture and doing bible studies and teaching and all that from people he met jesus face to face everything that he got was a product of his relationship with Jesus so when you and I are reading the bible we are reading an experience that paul had with jesus and then he shared that with uh with the different churches now let me ask you this okay when you read the i mean i hope you got what i'm saying about the uh, about about the inadequacy thing right it, it it's it's a play on your mind in the end everything that we have in our mind is a product of things that we are receiving from different sources people speaking to our lives and all the kind of stuff right that is something that we really need to address first and it changes everything right now coming back just backtracking a little bit the if if you guys are real bible savvy and you know you read the bible very well and all that kind of stuff i was sharing with you sometime back probably in the second or the third eg about the bible and how the there's an old testament there's a new testament and how it's like which testament or rather which part of the bible is written to who right now in the case of paul we we take paul's letters like you know it's like this is the gospel paul's letters is the word of god it is like the be all and the end all but let me ask you a question okay if you read all of paul's letters why did he write those letters and to who have you ever thought about it? the episodes that paul wrote 
were responses to churches that were having problems that they wrote to him and they said, listen, we're having this issue with this guy and this is the problem. And to address the problems that those people were facing, he wrote the letters to them saying, you know, it's like, this is the this is what I shared with you earlier. This is what you should do about this guy who's, you know, creating a mess in the church. And, you know, it's like messing up people's lives. And this is what I shared with you about, you know, when we met, when, we, when, I, when I brought you all together and stuff like that, he's addressing people's problems. Now, the episodes were a response to people's problems. Think about it, right? It is not the word of God saying, this is all there is you need to know about me. That's not what it is, right? You and I are reading the Bible and Paul's letters, Peter's letters, John's letters. We are reading it like as if it is God telling us, you know, this is everything you need to know about what God is, the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm. No. It is only a, a fraction, not even a fraction, a minuscule, insignificant fraction of the things that Paul shared with the churches that he started up, the groups that he started, the congregations that he started up. Because the Colossians, the Galatians, the Ephesians, these are congregations that he brought together when he shared Jesus to them and he brought them together. And then when he started Colossians, he moved on to Ephesus and he started the Ephesian church. For those, I'm only talking to those who are reading the Bible, like as you know, it's like the, it's like the rule book or the, 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 the manual for life. It's not a manual for life. It is like the go-to, it's like the troubleshooting uh, book, more likely. Whenever you have a problem, you go to the Bible. Why? Because that's how Paul wrote the epistles. He responded to people's problems by writing letters to them like this. Listen, this is not what I told you. This is not what I shared. You're missing the point, right? When I was with you, this is what I shared with you. So this is what the, this is what the Bible is all about. In the Old Testament, it's a whole different ballgame altogether. The Old Testament was about how God was telling, uh, speaking through the mouth of the prophet. Again, it was all troubleshooting, okay? But it was troubleshooting God speaking through the prophets and telling them, listen, you better tell these Israelites they're messing up. They're, you know, going after false uh, idols and gods and stuff like that. You better, and he speaks through the prophets and he's saying, tell them that this is going to happen if they don't straighten up, if they don't, you know, fall in line. This is what's going to take place. Not because I'm going to do anything. They're going to bring it on themselves. But he's talking to people who in their mind were already separated from him. Now, you and I are not separated from God in our minds also. Because Jesus has already brought us, even in our minds, he's already brought us into relationship with him, right? He came as a tangible person. In the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, there was no tangible person that they, had to, that they could look up to. There was only a burning bush, and that burning bush is something that Moses saw. No one else saw that burning bush. They were too afraid to go up and meet God. Jesus came to do away with all that so that you and I could now meet God face to face. Bring back everything. Listen, Jesus, how many of you think Jesus was successful in his trip to earth? How many of you think Jesus was successful in his mission through the cross? I think Jesus can't fail. He couldn't fail. That's why he said in the end, it is finished. In other words, everything that I came to do is done. No, no stone left unturned. Everything that was required is done. What did he come to do? He came to undo everything that Adam did. Now, if he said that he's already done, done it, that means it's a done deal, right? It's a done deal. So everything that Adam did, he undid. He brought us back to the same place that Adam was created in so that we could experience the governance, the glory, the life, the abundance, the relationship, everything the, that the world is experiencing as a mess today, you and I don't have to go through. It's our life. It's the way it is. So just acknowledge that. See, the thing is this, okay? We are looking at our physical life and we are thinking, how is this, how is, you know, how, how is this something that Jesus has done for me? Right? We are looking at a little bit of trouble, a little bit of mess here and then. How is this something that Jesus did for me? No. Remember I shared with you the, uh, right from the beginning, right? God said, let us make man in our image. And this is key. This is the fundamental of everything that you and I need to know about who we are. Okay. God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And then he said, 
let them rule and have dominion. In other words, they will be the authors, they will be the masters of everything, right? They will be the ones who are representing me as the masters and the, and the authors of life. In other words, whatever they do, that's, that's about it. The, whatever they decree, whatever they say, whatever they decide, whatever, whatever they desire, that's it. That's the way it is. That's what, that's what God said. So everything that the world is experiencing, everything that is happening in the world today, right from the time of Adam up until today is not because God did it. It's not because God, I told you, right? God didn't curse the earth. What did he say? He told Adam, cursed is the ground because of what you did. In other words, because of what you did, the ground became cursed. I'm not cursing the earth. He didn't say I'm cursing the earth because of what you did. He didn't say that. He said, cursed is the earth, cursed is the ground because of what you did. So in other words, because you are the rightful authority, because you are the author, you are the ruler, you are the one who has dominion, you are the one who caused this to happen. So everything that's happening in the world today is a product of man's governance. In other words, man is the one governing the cre uh, creation, right? World is being governed by who? Not God. God gave everything over to man. So who's the one governing creation today? It's you and me. Now, here's the deal, okay? You do not have to go with how the world is living their life. You don't have to live by how things are happening in the world. You don't have to do that. You are an author of your own life. In other words, you can create your own world, your own reality, and the world can't have an influence in your reality. It can't. You know why? Because in Colossians, Paul said, uh, this is this Father God saying, he, you and I have, have, are hidden with Christ in God. In other words, we are in the Father. No trouble can come into the Father. In other words, no trouble can come into your life. You know, you think about, oh, there's an economic collapse and, you know, it's like uh, we are being taxed too much and, you know, it's like this, the economy is not that great and the GDP is down and all that stuff, you know, that the news is throwing at us. And we are thinking, you know, how will we survive? The, uh, there's inflation and there's stuff like that. There's, there's no such thing as inflation. There's no such thing as a GDP in your, in your world. You know why? Because your world is you and Father God. Can I tell you something else? You, I don't know how this is going to sound. This may sound a little bit too radical, but... Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. Okay. Paul said, you are a citizen of heaven. Now, let me tell you this. You're not a citizen of India. You're not a citizen of this world. You're not a citizen of any country. Countries are only the mindset of people who have put boundaries around themselves. That's it. God does not see, oh, wait a minute. You know, it's like, let me see that Pakistani. He's from Pakistan. He can't come to heaven. Wait a minute. That guy's from Bangladesh. No, I'm sorry. He can't become a son of God. Pakistani, Bangladesh, Afghanistani, Iranian, Iraqian, doesn't matter. They are all made in the image and the likeness of the Father. In other words, every person is made in the likeness and the image of God, our Father. So they're all sons. Your brother, my brother, sons of God. You know, we are thinking, you know, there was this awesome thing that happened. Uh, there was this, uh, the, the, the World Cup was taking place. The Cricket World Cup, ICC World Cup was, was going on. And uh, I think Pakistan had come into the, uh, Pakistan, there was an India-Pakistan match. And some of our friends had got together and they put on a, you know, WhatsApp group. And, you know, at, at that point of time, this is like three, four years ago. I don't know when was the last uh, World Cup, but it was around that time. And I had gotten, Father God had already put it in my heart that, you know, it's like there are no boundaries in heaven. There are, there's no country. There's no, you know, uh, there's no, you know, Iraqi, there's no Pakistani, there's no this and that, Sri Lanka and all. You know, we are all sons of God. We are all sons of the same father. There's no different blood, all born of the same father. And that was already rooted in my heart. And we, there was this group uh, that was made and everybody was cheering and rooting for India. You know, India, yeah, yeah, India, no, Pakistan, no, Pakistan lost a, uh, lost a, you know, a wicket. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, and I, I was feeling a little, you know, disturbed. So I, I put in the poor chap here. He was playing so well. 
I got attacked. I got attacked on that group. They were like, you know, get off the group. What are you doing over here? You know, India is playing over there. This is uh, India should be in this that. I was like, listen, there are no boundaries. But then no one was listening to the nobody. You know, because they were in that that ICC World Cup frenzy. They weren't willing to listen to this thing that you know. It's like there is no distinction between a son in Pakistan and a son in India, a son in Bangladesh, Iraq, or wherever it is. It's just that people are living their lives according to a reality that they have created for themselves or the reality that is. given to them by society by their own culture by their own tradition so they bought into that do you know today there are so many people in the middle east okay in the islamic community who are coming to jesus because of dreams and visions and you know just just heart connections with people who are sharing jesus with them and they are getting a reality wait a minute you know it's like yeah jesus is real and they are coming to jesus right why is it because in their heart there is this thing there is this magnet that is drawing them to a father whom they cannot ignore why because they are made of the very material and the fabric of the father you can't you, there's, there's no you know repulsion there it's the same material the same father all it takes is this little frequency to vibrate at the same frequency as theirs that says wait a minute you know it's like we are one and the moment we vibrate at the same frequency we start understanding what the father wants to put in our hearts so like i said this this christian boundaries that are there christianity and hinduism and muslims and you know all the kind of stuff these are all little frameworks and boxes of religion and and culture and tradition that keep us separated from our own family from our own people and stuff like that as far as we are concerned we are one sons of the same father right now what what i was telling you what i was sharing with you was that the reality that you create for yourself okay the world that you are living in is your world okay the economy of your country has no bearing on your world because your economy is independent of the indian economy or the dubai economy or the wherever else you're from it is independent of the economy of the country that you are or the soil that you are living on it's independent your economy is the kingdom right so vaccinations and this that and the other it's up to you what you want to do why because the kingdom is the country that you are living in you are citizens of the kingdom of heaven of the kingdom of your father so if you have that in your mind that i am a citizen of the kingdom if the kingdom is the government that i'm living in then firstly i'm in perfect health because i have free i i the kingdom just takes care of my health my 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 dna is being rejuvenated because of heaven's life right i cannot go i cannot have trouble because the kingdom has no such thing as trouble or problems why because i mean there's it's not in the vocabulary of the kingdom of heaven the father does not have this word of trouble or problems or or health issues or you know it's like depression or lack of peace and stuff he doesn't have all this kind of stuff right also we don't have this thing called you know it's like uh, we are where we where we are lacking anything we don't lack anything in the kingdom because the kingdom is the father and the kingdom is also you because you are one with the father the last time we did one of these activations where you know it's like we saw a garden we went through a garden we had we saw uh, this thing in our mind right i want to give you i want to show you another activation today okay just just listen to it and let's exercise that imagination so that you start seeing more of heaven seeing more of the kingdom because whatever you see is the reality that you are living in remember what i said if you see it you believe it not with your physical eyes but with your heart your conscience is already being affected by everything that you're seeing with your physical eyes now your conscience needs to receive things that are from heaven the truth of heaven right and that will change everything so i'm just going to play something for you okay
so just close your eyes okay if you want close your eyes if, if you don't want that's also fine but uh just just see yourself in this reality right see yourself where it is it's going to uh, just go through the activation so that what you're seeing okay is something that you it's not just something that is you know make believe world and you know it's like uh, uh, fantasy land or something like that it is a reality it is a reality that you live in that the more if you listen to it here take it with you in life right so here goes let's do this exercise can you hear I believe it will benefit you as it did me. You're elevated above the clouds. The sky above you is clear and silent. Enjoy the peace as you hover there for a while. You're soaked in a glorious, warm, brilliant light it's all around you. Feel it saturate you. Light is Father God. The light is the air around you. Experience Him soaking you. You are surrounded by him. This is now your world. A large sphere begins to encompass your world like a force field. It is impenetrable. Nothing can enter your world that is not of Father God. He is your world. Nothing can enter Him. Let that sink in. You are hidden in Him. You are safe in Him. There are no negative options here. They don't exist in your new world. You cannot make bad decisions. There are no alternate options or plan B's in the Father. You always make the right decision in your world because He always presents the perfect opportunities for you. You cannot go wrong in Him. There is no such thing here. Enjoy your world. It's your Father. Soak Him. Superimpose this reality around your life wherever you are. Inhabit this reality wherever you go. Whether it's your place of work, business, school, home, or anywhere you're required to be. See your earthly life surrounded by Father God. He is your perfect world. You are always soaked in His glory. It's your new life.
So while you're here, just see yourself as this glorious light. You yourself are light. You are a glorious being. You are a glorious being. God means that you are a light, but this light, light is life. In other words, everything about you is just living. You are the same, you are the same, you are You know, I want to see yourself. See yourself as, you know, it's like when you're looking at yourself, don't look at yourself as just, you know, a, a set of hands, a set of legs, just this body. This body is not just a body, okay? This body is literally a, a, a ball, a being of light. So when you see yourself, look at your hands, you're looking at something that is so full of life that it is impossible for any death or decay or any aging, you can't age. No weakness, nothing can harm you in any way. So when you see yourself, you're looking at a person who is filled with life. In other words, you are walking life. So close your eyes and just see yourself. Okay. You are just this ball of life. In fact, there's so much life in you that it's not just contained in you. It is actually just bursting, emanating from you and it is saturating the walls around you. The furniture in your house is just soaking the life that is from you. And that is simply because you are in the Father. He is life. You are one with Him. He is one with you. He is in you. You are in Him. So you are just basically superimposed inside Him and the life that He is, is what you are. And because you are a door and a gate, through you, everything around you is getting affected, getting influenced, getting saturated by the life that is Father God, God himself. Your mind is just this amazing life. So the thoughts in your mind are only the thoughts of your father. See it and I guarantee you, just see yourself like that. Live that reality and I guarantee you that every decision you make, everything that comes across your path, every, every person speaking to you, everything you hear at work or in school, whatever you're doing, people talking to you, it'll go through the filter of Father God's mind so that everything that you think is nothing but life. You will be able to make decisions perfectly. You will not be influenced in a negative way. You will be influenced. You will only see the good out of it and you will be able to make decisions perfectly. So see yourself as a son because the son of light is light himself. A son of life is life himself. So you are life and everything about you is just perfection. It's who you are. You can't escape it because that's your birthright. It's the way you are made. Okay. You're not made weak. You're not made, you know, inadequate. You are made absolutely perfect. So you need to see yourself that way because that's who you are. What we are looking at, okay, is just some, you know, this, 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 this thing that is fed to us by the, from the outside. So ignore it. You're not that. You are exactly who Father God says you are. Amen. Awesome. So this activation, I will send you a link, okay? There are these two activations that are there. One is the one we did last time and, and, and then there's this one. I will send you the link as many times as you can. Just go back, go to it, okay? Click on the link, listen to the activations over and over again. So you start training yourself to start seeing things that are more spiritual, that can change the way you think rather than listening to things that will affect your mind in a negative way. Start seeing heaven as your primary influence and the way and, and the person who you want to be because heaven is the one who can condition us to live as sons of God, right? You can't fall sick. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that can happen to you. There's your, your life is just absolutely perfect. You see yourself that way and you start seeing that whatever you, whatever you are, wherever you see yourself, you'll start living. It's an amazing reality, right? Awesome. Any questions? Any any experiences? Anything that you heard Father God say?
something that you have probably experienced throughout the week. Any questions that you want to share probably about what we discussed today? Anyone, anything? Hi, Kurt. Veena here. Hi, Veena. Yeah. Uh, am I audible? Could yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to share that there's so much of, uh, you know, uh, like you said, we have always grown into that typical Christian kind of things of do's and don'ts. And even when when having a study time, we go through putting worship music and go through that uh, separate kind of trend and all that. And uh, after going through this couple of TVs, I just sometimes just sit and I don't know what to pray because I know everything is done. So it is it's like, it is so funny, like what I need to pray for kids or pray for the family. I know everything is done and everything is complete. So even for the family prayers, my prayers, like children are looking at my prayers, like, what are you praying, Mama? I said, God knows everything. So why do you have to worry? And why do you, why are you asking me to pray, by the way? Just sleep, I say sometimes, you know. I don't have to do anything much for them. And there's so much of joy and peace. Like like you said, nah, you are the creator of your own realities. And uh, what most of the time when you people keep telling you that, you know, you lack wisdom, you're not good enough, or, you know, we have been hearing all these things throughout our life. But once you get that, and really, I've just, in this, just in this one week, I've been appreciated so many times by a family that, oh, Bina, you're doing good work, or, you know, your decisions are great, which I'm sure, you know, I, I knew it does not come from my own brain or own whatever. It's just been that, you know, I'm thinking a different level altogether, which has made so many small changes in my daily, just a routine of my being around at a mom and a stay at home and all that stuff. So it's really a lot of joy and peace I feel and uh, it's beautiful. You know, when in the night I just go with that feeling that I'm in God. So and get such a beautiful sleep and, you know, dreams and so much. When I get up with a lot of uh, uh, happiness in my heart. So I think that made a lot of difference in my head. This has just been two weeks and I'm experiencing a lot of love and joy. That's what I wanted to share. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, you uh just to just to go back on the the christian thing yeah okay yeah. Uh, it, it's all fine okay i mean yeah. even if you want to do it it's fine as long yeah. as you know why you're doing it right so uh, i've i've been a christian for around 25 years and uh, christian for 25 years and i've been mm -hmm. doing the christian thing and all that stuff yeah and the thing is that i found that the more i was in christianity and the more I, i'm not saying don't be a christian and that you know it's like don't go to church and i'm not saying any of that stuff I i'm know, not I saying know. Uh, no i'm not telling you i'm just telling in general yeah hmm. i'm not saying don't uh, don't don't read your, uh, you know read your bible or don't listen to messages i'm not saying any of the sort right all i'm saying is that don't do it because it is a trend don't do it because it is a thing that, you know, it's like we've been told to do it. That's why we are supposed to do it. This is what Christianity is. This is what, uh, you know, this is what we learned in church in Sunday school. And the, this is what Christians do. That is not how Father God designed us to live. He did not create a, this is what Christians do. So you must do it also. If you want to remain a Christian, that is not how God thinks you are free. And in your freedom, you will find perfection and life. You will not find perfection and you will not find the, the life of God manifesting when you're in the bondage of some sort of a framework of my, in your own mind. How will you find something perfect when you're in bondage? You'll only find something perfect when you're in freedom. And that freedom is means you're breaking away from all these things that's saying that's telling you, unless I do it this way, unless I do it the way it is always done, I cannot experience freedom. I cannot experience uh, what I want, or I can't get what I what I should have. There's nothing that you have to. There's nothing that says this is the only way to do it. Father God has broken all those chains that says this is the only way to do it. Father God will break all those boxes. You know, think outside the box. If he'll the the whole point of you being a creator of your own reality is that you are Father God in the flesh. In other words, there, there are a hundred million ways in which you can do things because it is Father God who is doing it through you. Right? So you can do whatever you want in life. You can enjoy your life, do whatever you want. Just don't think that this is the only way it is supposed to be done. You, you know, in Psalms, okay? And I, I don't know how he got it, but that guy in Psalms, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he writes, 
and this is inspired by father god i said and paul repeats this in in the book of acts he said i said you are gods and all of you sons of the most high psalms 82 and verse 6 it's mind blowing that in the old covenant okay in the old testament a guy realizes that he's a god now this man's status did not change in other words it's not as if they were not gods in the old testament right they were still gods they were still sons they were still made in the image of the father it's just that their conscience didn't realize it their conscience didn't give them the freedom to think you're a powerful being only enoch realized it and he was translated to to be with god only elijah realized it and he didn't die so these two guys they realized who they were and they experienced the fullness of that life so i mean think about it right if you are god i'm not saying you are the father i'm saying you are god made in the image of your father representing him exactly as he is if you are god how is it that you can not be a creator of your own reality the way you want to do it i mean think about it i mean it's just common sense right how can you be uh, made in the image of your father and not do the same things he does how can it be right jesus said i do only what i see my father do right i do what i see my father do in other words father is doing it through me i'm doing everything that the father is doing in other words the father is living his life through me exactly the same for you and me you are doing exactly what the father is doing through you so you are free 100% free right see yourself see the thing the only way it is going to the only way you are going to see changes in your life is not from the outside in okay it's not that it's going to happen through people and through you know circumstances and all that kind of, no it's going to happen from the inside out in other words you are going to cause it to manifest from you you know why it says because that's what isaiah says you are an everlasting door you are an everlasting gate you are the gates and doors in other words it has to come through you in other words the moment you know this is the truth this is what it is it just materializes the holy spirit just makes it happen through you so what what is the idea of you know i asked you to see yourself as a being of life now if you see yourself right you look at yourself you see yourself i am i am life i am abundant life i am light i am glory i am power the moment you see yourself like that okay you have just caused who you are to become real the way you think will change the way you behave will change the way you accept things will change the moment someone says you know hey listen you know it's like uh, you be careful put gloves put mask put this put that and all that you will be thinking wait a minute look at the life i am life you can't put gloves on life the life has to actually reach out and touch people and change their life right put a mask put a mask i mean i'm not saying you can put a mask it's fine i'm not saying you don't put a mask don't put gloves i'm not saying all that what i am trying to say is that if you are life why do you need a mask and a gloves you do it because the government requires you to do it and other people will feel safe and all that stuff all that is fine i'm not you know saying don't do it what i am trying to say is that in your mind you are free to believe and to know that because you are life you don't need it that's all i'm saying right if people are uh, find it comfortable that you know you're wearing a mask just to keep them safe wear a mask let them feel safe no problem but you don't need it because you are life your abundance of life just like your father amen anyone else anything to share any questions so can i share something yeah go ahead man so uh i and charlotte were uh, uh, had gone for a morning walk two days back we go to mind space behind you know back road and uh, as i and uh, charlotte were walking along that path i was in a different realm just like you know bina said that you know there is so many changes and you know we have been experiencing that life and the lights in our life the same way as i was we were walking uh, i was just experiencing that life in us the, the light in us you know and just walking around at the time i i i just felt jesus in us now it was 
in such a way that I see Jesus in us. His left hand was my left hand, and his right hand was Charlotte's right hand. So it was like, you know, uh, uh, Jesus is like this, and his his arms both around, and my left hand is left hand, and his right hand is Charlotte's right hand. So I just felt that oneness. I just felt that joy. That, you know, the peace kind of flowing as we are just walking down that road. You know, beautiful uh, feeling. I just wanted to share this experiences with you. It was just amazing. Awesome. So thank you so much, Kurt. Great. And it is oneness, right? I mean, we are one with the Father. We are one with Jesus. First Corinthians six seventeen. I love that Paul gives his experiences, right, and everything. Like I said in the beginning, they are they are Paul's experiences. They are not yours, right? So, because they are not your experiences, you need to have your own experiences because you are not Paul. You are you. Yeah, Clara is Clara. Mark is Mark. Shilpa is Shilpa. You are not Paul. Paul is Paul. He had his own experiences, and he's living gloriously. And the majority of Christianity is saying, "Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul," and all that. And you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, and all that. But they don't have no clue how Paul lived his life. They have no clue the joy that Paul experienced. They have no clue the 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 heavenly experiences that Paul experienced. All they are saying is, "Paul, Paul, Paul." Why? It doesn't make sense. You live your own experiences, and you will know what Paul was talking about. So get your own experience. When you spend time with Father God, just just sit with Him, okay? Because I get the, I get this question a lot. It's like, how do I how do I experience Father God? As in, like, how do I uh, start seeing Him? How do I start, you know, uh, understanding Him? Well, uh, it can happen overnight for you, okay? No doubt. There is no way that it can't happen. I I cannot say that it will. It takes time, and you know, it's a process. And it was. I don't want to give you all that because if you put that in your mind, it will become that. it can happen for you overnight if you know that it can happen then that's the way it is for me i went through a process in which father god raised me into breaking away these little barriers because in my mind there was so much of hindrance so much of you know the the, the blockages and stuff that he needed to start deconstructing before i came to realize there was so much of bible in my mind theology and doctrine that he had to finally say you know listen stop reading the bible and this is what he actually told me he said stop reading the bible stop listening to messages stop listening to teachings stop it and then see what happens and i was shocked because at that point in time i was like you know i was like stop reading the bible that seems very odd is that even father god i don't think even i don't think god told me that maybe someone else told me that maybe the devil told me that or something so i'm thinking like no i mean because at that time i kind of like knew enough to know that it was him speaking because i i had gotten quite familiar with the way he spoke and who he was so i knew he was saying stop reading the bible but in my but my mind was completely in you know in that uh, that traditional cultural mindset of how can you stop reading the bible so i was like you know i was conflicted because it was like stop reading the bible is not uh, something like i could imagine god saying so i had i had to decide to stop reading and i stopped reading the bible i stopped reading the bible and the amazing amazing things that happened the amazing revelation that i saw the things that i went into the dreams and the visions the trances the night visions the stuff the actual realities that i experienced were out of this world and then he said the bible was stopping you from experiencing me to the fullest because your mind was so much or was filled with so much of why you can't because you saw how you know people got affected and negative things were happening it was filling your it was creating blockages of why it can't happen that you were not free to believe it can happen like this it changed everything for me so i had to go through this process of deconstructing my mind so that i i was set free to finally reach this place where father god started opening things of heaven up to me right so i would recommend i would highly recommend that just when you're spending time with him right forget everything shake it out of your mind if it comes in here and then all that it's fine you know just just shake it off get back in get back into focus spend time with him and 
see things, you know, experience things. Start seeing yourself in heaven. Start seeing yourself with Father God. Start seeing yourself with Jesus. Start seeing yourself just experiencing and getting to know him. If you start, even if you start imagining it, it will become a reality before you know it. So just start spending time with him, right? It is the, it is the breaking point because I cannot tell you this is how to do it. Because I don't know how Father God wants to do it through you. Because I don't know how you're thinking. I don't know what your heart is like. I don't know what you've gone through in life. Only the Holy Spirit can do it for you. But he will do it. You know why? Because you're not here to listen to good teaching. I hope not, at least. You're here to experience, to learn how to experience or to get at least get an understanding of I can experience Father God. I can see heaven. I will meet my father face to face. I will speak to Jesus face to face. I will uh, start walking in heaven and start changing my reality on earth. And this is how it is designed to be. You and I are designed to live the experiences of heaven, just like Adam was designed to live out of Eden and make Eden a reality on earth. In the same way for us. Amen. Awesome. Anyone else has any questions or anything to say? Okay, cool. So then, Clara, yeah, go ahead. Uh, if I try to focus, then I feel like twisting and turning. What's happening? Okay. So, don't worry about it. What I would recommend that you do is just start seeing yourself as father. You know, one of these things, I actually wanted to address uh, this thing. Uh, or maybe I'll address it the next time. Uh, this thing about uh, how uh, how we see, you know, uh, a lot of people have this question about deception. You know, it's like, what if I'm believing something wrong? Okay. Deception is a deception itself. In other words, we believe that you can be deceived, which is why you are deceived because you are a creator of that reality. In other words, you believe you can deceive, be deceived, so you get deceived. You have made that reality. You have made your life open to deception. So deception comes. Why? Because in your mind, you're thinking that it can. This thing is, and deception is bad. It is wrong. You, why should you be deceived? Yeah, you believe that it is possible, which is why you opened yourself up to that. I'm not talking about you, okay, Clara. I'm talking about in general. The point is that our minds, okay, when you start seeing yourself, now about Clara, the moment you start seeing yourself as life, as light in Father God, you are in him, nothing can happen to you, right? Jesus said, I am the door, no one, nothing, absolutely, I, you can go in, you can come out, you, can, you, can, you will find pasture. So only Jesus is the one who is the, who is Lord of your life, who is the, who you are in oneness with, yeah. So nothing can influence your mind in any way to think uh, other than what Father God wants for you. Right. Now, if you feel restless, I would say just start seeing yourself and start focusing on who you are in the kingdom. In other words, you are light, you are life, you are glory, such abundant glory that darkness cannot come into your life at all. Right. Because, I mean, you can't, I, the moment you put the light on, you can't see darkness. There is no darkness in the light. You are light. So start seeing yourself as this amazing, glorious light because you are spirit. Amazing, glorious light. Darkness cannot have an influence neither on your mind or on who you are. Shake it off. Start focusing again. Get back and forth. And, and keep at it. Right? So just for everyone, keep at it. Even if you get distracted by sounds or something or thought or something you have to do, your schedule or whatever, shake it off. Get back. Doesn't matter how long it takes. Right? Shake it off. Get back. I don't want to tell you how long it took for me because then you will think like it takes that long. No, it doesn't take that long. You can have it overnight. Just shake it off, get back on. Right? Amen. Cool. So I'll see you guys next time. Hi, sir. Sorry, this Thank is you so much, I just wanted to share something. But someone wants to say something. Sorry. Um, sorry. Hi. Sorry. So, Kurt, uh, uh, I'm okay. Hi. <laughs> So I must say that, you know, uh, what happened is a couple of days or probably after the last, ses last session, I always had this, uh, you know, slight belief that possibly she, you know, the, or, 
you know whether i should choose what's right right is it what i need to believe as part of my religion or is it what we are attending so i still had that 1% doubt and i kind of just one night went off to bed and said you know i i just need clarity uh, on this one from you god and uh, i just couldn't believe when i got up uh, i actually saw uh, and i i still can't believe but today i will believe it so when i got up i actually saw uh, you know the image of the fire temple that we worship and you know god telling me you need to go here and i just couldn't believe and for a moment you know i actually wanted to share that with you as well but i said no let me wait for the session today and now i am of a firmer belief of not going down the route of religion because you started the session with this particular fact that you know it's not about religion right so i just can't believe that what i was carrying in my mind as a dream god is actually telling me through you that that's not true so what i saw was possibly just you know for me to first think and believe it but now i completely have this belief in it because of what you said today awesome so awesome yeah so i i i really appreciate today's session so it's it's clarified everything for me today you just started on that note is you know is by itself means a lot that you know god is actually trying to tell me what i need to do amazing amazing and god does speak through people okay so i would not completely diss the people thing although i may have said before i don't know if i told you guys also uh, people putting us uh, speaking to your lives and all that uh, god can speak through uh, people that's also fine as long as you know and you can discern that yeah okay fine this is something father god wants to tell me if you can discern that then awesome right if you can't discern that don't don't pay give it a second thought right just move on so yeah i mean too good okay great so i will see you guys next time if you have any questions just make a mental note of it or write it down something and we and share it the next time so we can catch up on those questions thanks god okay thank you so much god thank you guys thank you yes enjoy life bye bye